0: The Running Man is set in a dystopian future, where criminals are offered a chance at freedom by being shot down the poop shoot and competing in a deadly game show with larger-than-life characters hunting them down. This film kicks off 80 season with a synth score, cheesy one-liners, and Arnold in his prime. welcome everyone to the atomic cinema experiment i am peter and joining me as always is tara greetings citizens this is a science fiction movie podcast we get together and we talk about a movie it's that simple and on this episode we are kicking off our little two-month 80s season with the running man from 1987 starring arnold schwarzenegger and I haven't wanted to do this for a while. In fact, I was hoping we did it last year because last year I somehow ended up watching four Jesse Ventura movies and I thought, oh, if we watch The Running Man, he'll hit five and he'll never he'll never top that. But it's the year's passed now, though. We'll
1: th- just have to rewatch the movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, I'll have to re-watch Demolition Man and Abraxas and whatever other things I saw last year with him in it. <laughs> but yeah. Abraxas is pretty boring. It's got its moments, though.
1: Yeah, but he's got, like, no personality.
0: No, that's or true. Or Jesse
1: Ventura role. Like, why does he not have a personality?
0: That's fair. Whereas this movie, he just plays Jesse Ventura. Like, he's he is basically Jesse a the body man, Ventura. Jealous of
1: Ventura. of Schwarzenegger. Well, not just career.
0: that. He's even, he's even, like, a wrestler. He's got, like, a belt on in one of his posters and stuff. It's, it's, like, he's just playing himself. He's even, like, retired and he's doing commentary, which was actually what he was doing and wrestling at the time. Mm. <laughs> so, like... He was just himself, but with a mustache and, like, a weird haircut. <laughs> that was that was it. So, yes. Uh, the Running Man. Uh, this, this is uh, based on a Stephen King book, although he used a pseudonym for the book, if I recall correctly. But it is a Stephen King book this is based on. Uh, we will start spoiler-free, of course. And we'll give you warning before we get to spoilers, but I'll get to the the basic premise. What's going on in the floor, Tara? You're, you're looking down at things. Make it a uh,
1: my kitty cat. He's high maintenance right now.
0: Yeah, premise of Running Man is that we're in the future of twenty seventeen. Love it. <laughs> and actually, no, that, that's only the prologue, and so I think the actual main part of the movie is twenty nineteen, which is still you know equally amusing. But yeah, we're 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 past that now, and we're in a kind of dystopian future where resources are scarce, and the divide between the one percent and the poor have gotten even bigger. And now everything's controlled by the government, particularly the media, and all media is a form of propaganda used to control the message and, uh, you know, inspire young people to join up for their military, things like that. And The Running Man is this reality game show, which is very much like gladiators in terms of the personalities, but it's about convicts who get sent in as the players and get hunted down by gladiator type characters. And are murdered by them. Um, They're promised freedom if they survive and win the game. But uh, that seems fairly unlikely, by and large. Uh, So it's this heavily censored, controlled police state. Um, And Arnold was a cop, but refused to uh, kill some innocent people. And was then branded a, a psychopath by the media and the government and gets sent to a work camp. Uh, branded as
1: psychopath but i seem to recall a different title
0: Well, i was saving that i was was saving the specifics for later yes Mm -hmm. i believe the title was the butcher of bakersfield yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) bakersfield
0: (laughs) joe it's funny is that before i met you tara i'd never heard of bakersfield i say except apparently in this movie but i'd forgotten obviously that 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 was the the title they gave him And, and castaway Oh, is it mentioning Castaway? Okay, for
1: Bakersfield.
0: <laughs> but I've heard Tara talk so much trash about Bakersfield since I've known her that when they said this this was the butcher of Bakersfield, I let out a laugh and thought to myself, Tara's hoping this isn't propaganda. Tara's hoping this is true and she'll root for him even more.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was Bakersfield at the beginning. Otherwise, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, Bob. <laughs>
0: So uh, that's the setup of the story, but obviously he breaks out of the prison camp and ends up uh, getting put into The Running Man, uh, ultimately, which is where the, most of the movie takes place. That's the, the, the idea of the show. Uh, it's full of colorful characters with some cheesy elements. It's uh, got a wonderful synth score. It's got all these things we're going to talk about. Um, and Arnold's even got a beard for a few scenes, which uh, you don't get in a lot of Arnold movies uh, no, in this it's time period. Fake, though. I mean, it is, but it was still it was it was a novelty. I remember thinking it was kind of neat when I was a kid. Oh, Arnold's got facial hair.
1: It's true. You never not see him clean shaven until like his fifties.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now beard Arnold is actually quite common. Like he has a beard a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, back in his uh, prime, not so when much. When he had
1: the chiseled jaw, like why would you hide it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you end up the security guard in this that sort of guards the villain. Um, who I'm going to refer to as William Riker for the rest of this review. Uh, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah, Riker. He, he, he's like a discount kind of just slightly out of shape Riker. Not not like that. He's not like badly out of shape. He's just a little out of shape Riker,
1: you know? I think I saw him in something else recently. Um, he looked very familiar to me.
0: It wouldn't surprise me if he's in some other 80s movies. Obviously, there's well, a few.
1: I, I rewatched Miracle Mile earlier this week and I like oh. he showed up in that. There is a guy from hmm. Miracle Mile in this. The guy with the eyes.
0: The guy with the I'm eyes.
1: And I think he's in Ghostbusters. He's, got, he's kind of balding. He's in Miracle Mile. He's the oh, one okay. who's oh, like yeah, the okay, alcoholic okay. I know, it, at
0: the top. Uh, it, the, the guy from Wayne's World, yes. I know who you're talking yes. about. Wayne's yeah Wayne's World He's, 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 he's like the TV studio director in this. He's the one yeah. shouting out commands and stuff. Uh, yeah, he's in here. I forgot he was in this, actually. Yeah, that was a neat thing. Uh, you affect Koto from, from Alien in here as well, mm-hmm. in, in a small role. So that's all so neat. Um, I don't really know the the lead actress from anything, although it turned out she is in something that I have seen. Uh, so this is Maria Conchita Alonso, and she was also in Predator Two. Mhm. Uh, which actually I can see it now that I'm thinking about it, but I never. Should sure we brought her up? I, yeah, I don't think it's clicked to my memory that that's the same woman, even though I can see it now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, fair enough. Uh, But obviously, Arnold's a star. Jesse Finchura's got a memorable role. Uh, The other big actor, of course, is the villain, uh, Richard Dawson, as Damon Killian. Uh, Killian's an excellent name for a villain. Um,
1: And not to mention, like, this this actor, who uh is an actor, but like most people know him from Family Feud, I mean, he just kills it in this. Oh, he's great. uh, Apart from Arnold... I think I might even like him more than Arnold in this movie. I just think he's so great. like Because you always see him as, like, he's the Family Feud guy. So, like, he's super family-centered. But then, Uh, like, right away, he's an asshole. And you're like, oh, my God, I love this. I love that he's able to do this role.
0: Well, this doesn't translate for me because Family Feud in the UK is called Family Fortunes, and it's got a different presenter. So i would never seen this guy in anything but this movie.
1: But imagine him being, like, I don't know. It's kind of appropriate that like the majority of the audience for Running Man is a bunch of like old ladies with perms, and like because that's what you, I don't know, like that's what you imagine the 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 audience for like his regular daytime job. Would I mean, be.
0: D- 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 don't get me wrong. I I definitely see the uh, the the genius of casting a real TV like game show presenter in this yeah. role especially since he actually pulls off being a villain Joey reminded me a lot of actually and you could easily swap in this actor for this role I think it'd be a bit more intense but I could easily see Dennis Hopper in this role
1: mm. yeah he's got the charisma for it but yeah. it would be more intense
0: it would be definitely more intense but I was getting like some Dennis Hoppery vibes vibes uh, from him yeah, i don't know what I, it was but maybe i think the,
1: the the host is actually like my favorite part of this movie because i just think every time he's on screen i think he's great because obviously he's great at being a host like oh yeah he's, than he's most, in charisma you know and but then when he has to be bad like he's also great at that and you don't really expect it from him uh, but he was just like he was easily like the mvp of the film
0: well as someone who didn't have anything to expect or not expect from he is also very good to like someone who doesn't get like what he's from I just thought yeah. he was an actor
1: well he is an actor like I mean he was on other TV shows
0: but... well yeah but I mean just an actor like I didn't think there was any like relevance to the subject to the, the movie if that makes sense yeah um so it works either way which is good uh, it's
1: like it's like watching Pat Sajak or something
0: like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is okay huh. <laughs> Uh, bob barker <gasps> i've heard of bob barker yes. when well, he was in happy gilmore <laughs> okay yes like i can put but that's what i know him from though i know we, him from happy he gilmore he was also
1: wheel of fortune
0: we had a different before, presenter in wheel of fortune in the uk <laughs> uh,
1: yeah before drew carey okay <laughs> <laughs> God
0: damn it the, the point the point i'm trying to make Alex is <laughs> heard of him but jeopardy's not really a thing in the uk it's, i'm sorry God. like the point I'm trying to make is is that this would be one thing if this worked for American audiences who knew who he was and got the kind of the, the joke almost. This people who live in the Twilight Zone, I get it. No, no, I'm, but it does, though. I'm trying to compliment and say it does work for everyone else. If you let me finish my goddamn sentence, I'm trying to compliment it. I
1: just wanted to make a joke that you live in the Twilight Zone. And so does everyone else in Europe.
0: <sighs> Bloody hell. Um, well, do you like the Running Man Tarot? <laughs> I do.
1: I do. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very fun. It's very video game. You can kind of, um, it's it's kind of unreasonable to think that it's not actually a video game already. Like I don't, it just seems like the perfect setup and like the perfect fun video game levels. (laughs) Um, I actually think that has a really interesting thing to say. Um, you know, satirically talking about prison systems and, um, like also this, you know, dystopian future always has something to say about modern day politics. Um <clears throat> and um the, the thing I really, really wanna love like Arnold and his quotes in it. And I do think Arnold's good in it.
0: He's got a I few good quotes in this. His
1: his one liners are so forced, but they're not forced in a fun way like other films. I think they're a little bit too much in this. They come off very Mr. Freeze to me.
0: Uh, why are you saying that like it's a bad thing? What are you what are you saying to me here I think
1: the puns are just not as good like as his other films
0: no they're not but that's what makes him so good though oh sub-zero now plain zero yeah they're not
1: they're not up to par
0: (laughs) I I, I chuckle at his bad lines here he had to split he was a real pain in the neck great lines Really, <laughs> I mean, you did
1: make me giggle a couple of times, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't know, like they're not being delivered in the same way as like a wink to the camera that Arnold usually gives. Mm.
0: Well, I I love the Running Man, and I love it as a cheesy B movie from the '80s, which is what it is. Like it technically has a lot of other things in it that a proper sci-fi movie would. You can obviously see from the source material where the dystopian future is talking about censorship and politics and police states and uh, as you said the prison systems and stuff like that and it's technically all still in there but it's also i feel like the the, when they were making the movie i don't think that was the important part to them i think it was nice to a fun action movie with arnold and that stuff's in there in the background because it's from the source material and it's fine and and, you know i like that it's there but i think it's like secondary to what the movie actually wants to be as opposed to like i don't know pick another sci-fi movie that actually is you know try to be a science fiction movie first totally Why did you go a, different <laughs> a the Arnold movie? On the brain. Another dystopian movie, I guess, is what I was, I was going Starship for. Troopers. Sure, that is definitely trying to be a satirical sci fi movie first, right? There's no denying that. Yes. I, I like Running Man more, though.
1: Ooh. That hurts but... me. Right in the testes.
0: <laughs> right in the testes.
1: I didn't even know I had them until you said Ooh. that. Like,
0: oh, my balls hurt. F- <laughs> phantom testes. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. See when someone loses a limb and they have like a phantom limb, you, you got phantom <laughs> testes.
1: Yeah, I feel like I was kicked in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. this lingering pain in my stomach now.
0: I mean, we've talked about <laughs> Starship Troopers. We, had a, we did an episode on it. We, we know our feelings on that. Uh, I respect it, but I just don't love it. Uh, Whereas I, I do love this, and I grew up with it, and I have a lot of the, uh, attachment to it. It's not a great movie, by any means. Like, like I'm not going to stand here and say objectively it's like this work of art or anything, but it's got so many things in it that I like. The, the 80s that's in it, I like a lot. I like a lot of the cast. The villain's great. I like Arnold, I like Jesse Ventura. Um, I love the music. You know? uh, every time I watch it, I'm like, you know, I'm walking around afterwards going. The end
1: song wasn't <laughs> very good, though. The credit song that came up. Oh sure. But that's
0: that's not a score though. That's
1: No, but they always what is it with it the, like these movies they have to end on like a love song?
0: <laughs> why are, why are the credits always so romantic? That was just an eighties thing, I think. Is that they always did that. They always had to have like a, a cheesy Everything, like love yeah. rock song playing. Everything the, yeah, sounds like a starting. love ballad at the end. <laughs> Would you want it any other way now though? Yeah. You you would like them go, just revisit in the opening scene with the Bakersfields, except this time it gets blown up, and then, then the <laughs> Cheesy Love song starts playing. time they do
1: it right. <laughs> then the love song would fit.
0: Uh, I feel like I need to put a disclaimer at the start of this video now, saying uh, all jokes of Bakersfields' demise are purely for entertainment purposes, <laughs> and no, no LOL actually intended. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Maybe. We'll talk about it.
0: <laughs> No, I think the movie's good. I think, you know, you talk about the video game, and it's basically because it's a series of boss battles with very gimmicked characters who have outfits, and even at least one of them has their own location, like they a Mortal Kombat character, which is notable because not only is the character called Sub-Zero, which is actually the name of a Mortal Kombat character, uh, this is before Mortal Kombat existed. So that's kind of neat, funny. He's not uh, really
1: anything like Sub-Zero, though
0: no he's not he's not Ethan Lake I love the fact that he's just cold themed but um, it's kind of funny that that's what I would compare it to just, just in the sense that he's got his own stage you know like that's mm-hmm. what he has uh, maybe there's some inspiration maybe maybe Ed Boon who's the guy behind Mortal Kombat uh, took some inspiration from this uh,
1: Obviously, I mean, th- if What's-His-Face can do it with uh, Escape from New York then
0: oh yeah um, uh, Kojima? Kojima yeah Kojima with Snake and milk your salad, absolutely. Um and depending on how a Patreon vote goes, that's a movie we might be doing, uh later in the season. You know what? Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh. Not believe, even once. I have seen it and I think it's just okay. I think well, it's now a, no one's gonna vote for it. I think it's one of Carpenter's weaker movies and We'll see how that review goes and how mad people but what get. I the me. rank
1: on the on the Kurt Russell list?
0: I mean, he's good in it. Like he is good in it from what I remember. But like
1: better than Captain Ron? No.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Kurt Russell is good in a lot of things, though. So I think that's a bit. It's about unfair. Yeah. A bit unfair. Um. So yeah. So we might end up uh, doing that soon, actually. But um yeah like they're they're all memorable enough because they have the gimmicks and it it definitely fits into the cheesy vibe that the movie's got going for it like it it's trying to be fun if nothing else and it's kind of unabashedly what it is and uh yeah you can't wait to see that smug smile on the villain get wiped off his face which is what you should want Mm -hmm. so
1: it looks fun too right like I always,
0: When I was a kid, I always thought that the two Bride looked kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Like, when he's... <laughs> when and they have put, to
1: luge into the, into the arena.
0: When they put them into the zone. And the zone, which has quadrants, is, like, an area of L.A. that's been, like, left over from the 1997 earthquakes. Which, funny enough, that we are just talking about Escape from New York. Because I'm pretty sure the earthquake that separated Manhattan was in 1997 in that movie as well. Oh, interesting. I could be wrong, but from my vague the, memory... The
1: major earthquake that happened... Around there was uh, actually in 1994 in Northridge, where it wasn't like separating anything, but like it was very destructive. Oh sure,
0: yeah. Uh, so that that's what they sort of use as their kind of like their like their wasteland style arena that has zones in it for for this game to play out. Obviously, the big, i mean, I mentioned it earlier—but the biggest inspiration for this is absolutely gladiators because the the whole idea of developing these characters that they kind of play, but it's turned up to eleven. I don't know. You know, did you ever see gladiators growing up? No. No? Um, I mean, I never saw the US version, obviously, but the UK version, you know, I assume it's basically the same thing.
1: Uh, I just assumed it was uh, wrestling that was the big inspiration.
0: No, uh, I mean, maybe there is some inspiration there. I mean, you have Jesse Ventura, but I, I'm, I'm assuming gladiators existed already at this point because it feels like how could it not have with this? <laughs> but maybe, maybe this was an inspiration for gladiators. I don't know. But... Now, gladiators is like a, it's like a sort of athletic game show where you do like a courses and you do like sort of like games and stuff, but you'd be competing against these this set like li- you know list of athletes called the gladiators who are always on the show, and it's kind of like these, uh, what, what did they call them in this? Uh, the oh god, what was the what did they keep calling them? The, the, the oh the uh, stalkers. Stalkers, thank you. But yeah, I feel like the stalkers here are very reminiscent of that, and that they've all kind of got a personality, and uh, none, of the, none of the characters on Gladiators had, you know, they all dressed kind of similar and whatever, but they kind of had a bit of a person. Like, everyone in the UK remembers Wolf, because he had kind of a mean kind of thing going. Everyone remembers Lightning, because she was kind of hot. Like, there, there was, you know, they were set up to be a little distinct, so you'd remember them. But this is that turned up to a lot. And like you say, wrestling might have influenced it because they're obviously very colourful characters that are memorable and different, so.
1: Yeah, their entries and stuff like that just kind of reminds me of what I what I know of wrestling, which is
0: very little. Oh, that's true, yeah. They have an announcer even saying, oh, he's the, you know, the the captain of the Ice Rinker and <laughs> out comes well, Sub-Zero. So it's,
1: it's a bit of, you know, violence for show, even, the, even whether or not it's, you know, real they do seem to actually hurt each other so or hurt themselves on purpose even
0: oh you in mean wrestling. wrestling i thought you meant <laughs> <laughs> and that's no they definitely hurt each other in this in fact that's maybe one of the things that's still kind of there from the original story I, well, I assume it's in the original story is the idea of like violence being this thing that the masses are consuming and lapping up and not really taking it seriously like someone's actually getting hurt you know
1: well, I mean, if their entertainment is all violent and very, very real violent, then you can kind of look past the violence that's happening in real life.
0: I, yeah. I, have, a, I have a silly complaint I would like to make. There's a character, one of the one of the uh, stalkers is called Buzzsaw, but he uses a chainsaw. Like, that annoyed me. <laughs> that fundamentally annoys me. That's not a buzzsaw. It makes a buzz. It makes a buzzing noise, sure, but it's it's not a buzz saw; it's a chainsaw. maybe my maybe my standards have been too high here. I don't know.
1: It's a dystopian future. Maybe they don't have buzz saws anymore.
0: <laughs> They've got everything else that's ever been used in construction, but buzz saws are the one thing that didn't not, make the cut. Yeah, eliminated. Alright, I, I think we'll get spoilers there. We can talk about all the, the different beats and stuff of the movie. Um, So, full spoilers for The Running Man from this point on. You have been warned. So, yeah. Yeah, the movie opens. I actually think it's a mistake that the movie opens with this helicopter scene. Because... If they didn't show us this, and they just sort of referred to him as, like, the Butcher of Bakersfield, and then we saw the, like, the edited version later on... You yeah, know, because we see, like, a... You know the, the doctored version that makes him look like he did this against orders so rather than it was an order that he refused and then was you know f- you know fought against and like taken down so that the, the other pilots could do it um maybe that would have worked better for the drama but if it if be if the audience that all, that. you know maybe he did do it and we wouldn't be sure until they showed the, the...
1: i mean real, honestly like if i can just jump to the end real quick well,
0: What what <laughs> what <laughs>
1: The thing that bothers me is that it's so easy to, like, doctor up footage to make it look like whoever you watch is doing anything. Like, they use deepfake, but it looks like them and sounds like them. And then, like, the, the rebellious group wants to use, like, footage to prove their innocence and stuff. It's like, well, how would anyone believe it? You know, they know that everything could be doctored.
0: That's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> Yeah, they're teching this to do deepfake, which is effectively... I mean, they didn't call it that, obviously, because the term hadn't been invented for another 30-plus years. But, yeah, effectively, they used deepfake at one point uh, in footage. And it's like, okay, there multiple
1: yeah. points, really. I mean, we see them, like, do their thing. like We see it in action. But we also see, like, when Arnold goes into the tournament that they show him being the butcher of Bakersfield.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's different
1: from the foot- from what we saw in the beginning of the film.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's kind of interesting how ahead of its time it is. And even the the game show itself, well obviously we're not actually killing people in game shows. It is kind of funny how TV has skewed a little bit more towards reality TV over the last couple decades. Uh it is kind of funny uh how the the, the yeah the, the dream of winning a better life is like the foundation for so many TV shows and Oh, it's just it's interesting that it, it oddly is kind of like very predictive of a lot of the future, despite the fact that it obviously gets 2019 very, very wrong.
1: When I step outside, like there's just TV monitors everywhere, people watching game shows.
0: Is that a, is that a fact? Yeah. <laughs> I like how the homeless sector has a big jumbotron so they can all watch the running man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, gotta keep them distracted. Look at the shiny keys, jingle,
0: jingle, jingle. <laughs> and they're all betting like in the hundreds of dollars on who's going to survive. I'm like, how homeless are you, people? <laughs> Maybe there's a cynical point to be made there that the people who look like they should be like have no money or betting money on this uh, TV show. Maybe it's uh, talking about gambling addictions and whatnot. I I don't think it is, but I'll, I'll be generous and and say that there's a little bit of that going on. Anyway, so he he refuses to shoot uh, on like a, a a protest that's happening. Uh, he's ordered to do it he says no and the other pilots knock him out and we get introduced to him at a work camp Uh, where it's like a prison camp and they all have like bomb collars on where if they go outside the perimeter their, their heads will just explode very suicide squad actually
1: it was a funny scene though
0: yeah well case because they're, they're staging a prison break and one guy decides to run up to the perimeter before the, the sort of techie guy who's like try to hack it and turn off the defences uh he still runs into the perimeter and gets his head blown up you think you would want to be sure you think yeah they're they're sort of going for he's panicking so you know arnold's like shouting at him like no the defenses aren't down yet you know he's kind of yelling at him um but i mean this is all just prelude to like the main story this is all just kind of setting things up and it sets up that he's got these two buddies that helped him out um which is uh, what, Weiss, uh, who's the tech guy, and then Lalan, who's the, uh, the effect Koto character. So they all escape together, and they end up in the city. They go and get their collars taken off by who turns out to be the leader of the resistance later on. Uh, but this is all set up. The, the, the real juicy stuff is, is everything else that comes next. We get introduced to our villain. We get introduced to Killian. Who presents himself as this nice, happy man to his audience, his crowd, as he's waving, as he's getting, his building. Um, and I was actually because I hadn't seen it in a while, and I was like, "Oh, is he going to turn to scumbag the second he gets in the door? Like, oh, these schmucks outside." But no, he seems actually. He seems to enjoy the 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 attention. He seems to enjoy being praised. Uh, but that moment does come like a minute later when he bumps into the uh, the janitor. And the He's janitor. mopping the
1: floor, but he accidentally mops into the guy's shoe.
0: Yes. Which, I yes. He's not very... He's, he's not aware. But he's this old man. He's clearly, you know... He's <laughs> super apologetic. Yeah. He's like, I'm so sorry, sir. And he's like, no, no, you're doing a great job. Look at these floors. look great. You're doing a great job. Don't you worry about a thing. And then as soon as he turns the corner and goes in the elevator, he's like, if that man's still mopping the floor tomorrow, you'll be mopping the floor for the rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, what a prick! Yeah, what a dickweed. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, even that fits into the theme of like showing the world one thing when secretly this is what's actually going on. Even this little <laughs> funny example is kind of like a, an extension of that. So, yeah, can't argue with it. Uh but he wants ratings. Great. He's actually, he he also represents this greed thing. You remember how, like, a couple of years ago. Like, Netflix, like, every quarter, it was like, oh, our numbers have went up. We've, we've broken another record. They keep going up. But at a certain point, it eventually kind of hit a ceiling and then started to drop. And it was like, oh, no, no. Like, well, like what's going on? What, what are we going to do? We're in free fall. That's kind of reminded me of that because he's, like, complaining that their ratings are still at the, like, the it's, the it's the most watched show in the world. It's the most successful show of all time. But he's mad that they're not still going up. And his assistant is like, well, no, we have peaked, and that's okay. You know, like they're not dropping. Like We can just stay here, and we're still the most successful show of all time. But he's not happy with that. He still needs more. There's still a greed element to it. He's still like, no, no, no. We have to be even bigger. We have to keep being bigger, uh, to be more successful.
1: I think it makes the uh, line in this part also where he's talking about like if we don't, if people are start to get bored, then they're gonna like start to realize what's actually happening happening in the world around them or something
0: yeah i think later on he even like directly says on the phone to like the attorney general or someone like that he's like hey you want these people distracted then you let Mm -hmm. me get away with people getting killed right yeah yeah so it's directly referenced a couple times Mm -hmm. uh but he wants ratings so he's looking at the, the potential next like contestants and he's like oh what about this guy and what about this woman and he's like nah they're not exciting enough they're not spicy enough we need someone who like stands a chance and then he sees the news footage of the prison escape, and he sees Arnold, and he's like, Who's? "Look at the biceps on him!" Yeah, he's like, "Look at this! <laughs> look at this hunk of meat!" Oh. He's already got a t- a title, the Butcher of Baker's <laughs> uh, Actually, to go back to the re- uh, the, the wrestling uh, comparisons, th- this is very much like Vince McMahon seeing a big muscly man, because that man loves muscly men like that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the meme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he he once started, uh, he, he tried to do his own bodybuilding company in the early 90s, and it crashed and burned almost immediately. But he tried to do his own bodybuilding thing.
1: Yeah. It just reminds me, the um, the shirt that Arnold's wearing in it, he's wearing a shirt that says World's Gym on it, but it's blatantly the Gold's Gym <laughs> logo, which is, you know, where he worked out and uh, when he would work out in Venice Beach for Gold's Gym.
0: So... But they changed it, though, right? So is it, do you think it's a reference, but they couldn't get the rights to use the actual logo?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just like, yeah, they want to do their this world's version of that, but it's clearly referencing okay. Gold's Gym. It's, this, it's the exact same logo.
0: Maybe, maybe they're saying that it got bigger in the future. But maybe that's maybe. the point of it. They're saying, oh, by the time we get to 2019, it's going to be a worldwide franchise. So <laughs> it has, yeah. to be, has to be a world's gym now. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's going to need a lot of detail. Um... So that sets up the villain and why he wants Arnold and why he's desperate for him. Arnold, meanwhile, is going to his brother's. He leaves the other guys and he goes to his brother's apartment. And he comes in and he's like, Hey, Eric, Eric, are you here? My I? I don't even know if it was Eric, I'm just saying Eric. It could have been any name. He's like, Eric, and he picks up like some pantyhose like off the floor and he's like, Guess my brother's been having a good time. I'll just uh I'll just wait for him. I'll go have a shave. And then our female lead, uh, Amber, like, arrives home and uh, she doesn't even, like, it's not even, like, right away. She, like, puts on her, like, workout gear and she starts watching Jesse the Body Ventura on the TV doing these, like, workout routine. Aerobics. yeah. Yeah, and she's doing her aerobics. And then Arnold just sort of comes out like a ninja and he's all clean shaven now. And he just kind of, like, puts his hand over him and goes, where's my brother? And she's like, what? Where's my brother? This is his home. And she's like, I moved in a month ago. He got taken away because he for for re-education or you know some some Handmaid's Tale esque you know yeah taken away in the night kind of thing
1: fascist future thing.
0: Uh, Which honestly, if I have a complaint about, if if I'm going to be serious for a second and complain about the movie's world building, is I felt they could have maybe hammered some of this stuff home a bit more in the early parts where it's like Mm -hmm. this is how bad the world is and why it matters that like because Arnold's whole arc is he doesn't really care about fighting the system, he just wants to survive and get away. But obviously by the end of the movie, he ends up joining up and like helping them take down everything, right? Having a purpose, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the early parts of the movie should have really sold as like just how bad it is and how scary it is for everyone. Uh, But
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think even she had a couple of lines that were sort of alluding to something being really bad um, Mm. versus what we expected to be.
0: Yeah, cause, uh, you know, he, he's looking through her belongings and he's like, oh, here's all these like band, you know, music and movies and stuff you've got in this box. This is all on the uh you know, the, the band Censor. list. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, Oh, everyone does it. <laughs>
1: everyone uh, downloads the songs <sighs> from Napster
0: <laughs> Joe Joe's really funny about this part of the movie is that he does say, Look, I've got you tied up. I'm gonna be out here in five minutes, right? I didn't expect you to be here. He doesn't say these exact words, but that's essentially what he's getting at. He's like, Look, you weren't supposed to be here. I'm just going to leave you alone. I'm not going to hurt you, right? But then the conversation keeps going, and he, she says, oh, you need, like, a like a pass key thing to, like, go anywhere, you know, through any sort of, like, security gates. And he's like, okay, fine, I'll take yours. And maybe we'll go to Hawaii or something like that. And he then books a trip and insists that she come with him. And he does actually get a little threatening with her a couple of times. Like, he doesn't necessarily actually lead in to do anything, but he does, like, grab her neck and says remember i can snap your net like a chicken and i'm like whoa arnold's a bit of a bit of a, a dark that hero guy. to start with yeah he needs to grow into a better character that said though it does lead to maybe my favorite line in the whole movie and i didn't remember this one but it's even she's eventually like caught spying and she gets thrown in the game with the others and then he's like why the hell are you here and she's like oh they're lying about me and saying i did all these things and they're also saying i'm your girlfriend arnold's response to that is like oh we'll clear that right up see that camera there i'll strangle you so all the people at home can see <laughs> i thought that was funny Yeah,
1: i don't i didn't remember that either um, uh, i got a chuckle I, d- out of it. I do think i did get a chuckle also out of uh arnold being super sneaky dressed up as like a, a builder or something like he yeah. just cannot <laughs> go stealth mode right like he's super bright and colorful and plus he's a Freaking giant! Like <laughs> Arnold is not stealthy in any way.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's when he's on his way to to this apartment. Uh, yeah. When they're on the way to the airport and they're trying to go to Hawaii, he's in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Um, and she's trying to like, get out of it by saying, "Oh, I get really sick when I'm on a plane. I'm going to vomit all over you." And he just says, "Ah, go ahead. No one will notice on this shirt." Yeah, <laughs> that was a fairly funny. Like, I don't. Know, these lanes aren't actually kind of like the shirt. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of not... <sighs> Like they're not amazing lines on their own, but I think Arnold's delivery of them cracks me up. Like I, th- I think he kind of. Elo- this is weird because it's not like he's a great actor per se, but he's he's got this like weird kind of awkward charisma <laughs> that sells think, some of these dodgy I think dodgy he's lines. fun in the
1: movie. He's not my favorite Arnold, though. I think there's something there's something missing. Like he's 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 in between like what we get. This is like a stepping stone for like Commando and uh, um, Total
0: Recall for me. I mean, Commando was first, but I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I think he, I think he's peak in in Total Recall, and this is just like a stepping stone to that.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I think peak Arnold lines, but main goes to Kindergarten Cop because I think he's really quotable in that, and maybe it's yeah, just because and it's he's more. Good with the humor in that one, yeah, for sure. It's more of a comedy, I suppose. So he's he's more intentionally, constantly funny, but he's probably a legit better actor at that point too. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, Carrier and Cops, what he did right before T2, it's really funny to think that those were back-to-back, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, so she makes a fuss at the airport and he gets chased out and caught, uh, is basically the thing. Um, but the big thing for her, and why she ends up snooping around later, is that when they report it on the news that they arrested him at the airport, they say he killed, like, three people, and she's like, that didn't happen. Like... You know he, mm-hmm. he, you know, he he had me kind of held hostage a little bit, but, like, he didn't kill anyone. He just kind of ran. Uh, so that and makes he her... he was
1: telling her that, you know, they've been framing him yeah.
0: lying to you about what I did. Basically. And they've set up that she works at the, the station because she, like, writes some of the music that they use and some of those things. So we see her there later on, and she goes snooping into the file system, and she sees that there's, like, the edited version of the, the massacre for the news, but then there's the raw footage. Um, and... Do you know what I want to say I'm impressed by here? Is that this, um... Actually, I mean, it was a bit bigger, but it did look like an SD card. Like, these things she was picking up that had the footage on it, it did kind of look like an SD card, almost. So, a little ahead of its time.
1: I guess. I didn't quite notice the technology there.
0: They were they were bigger, don't get me wrong. They were much bigger than what a typical SD card is, did but... Did they
1: look like a hard drive or something?
0: No, they looked kind of like the big memory cards that you put into a camera. That's the oh, way it. Yes. So, so, so... Kind of hard disk looking, I guess, but, but I, I guess the, the fact the closest thing I'd probably compare them to is like a like a, an SSD hard drive, uh, the, like not the ones that go straight into the motherboard, but like the the ones that are just like really thin, like plastic boxes. Uh, they look mm-hmm. kind of like that, kind of like a cross between that and an SSD, which are and a, in a uh, what did I say before? Uh, I said I said it literally two minutes ago, Tara.
1: Why not you know it?
0: Because it's escaped my mind. What was I calling these things a minute ago?
1: SD cards.
0: yeah uh, thank you. SD cards. <laughs> I don't know what's worse—that I forget a word sometimes, or it takes you the extra two minutes to realize what word I'm trying to look for.
1: Uh, yeah, your side is definitely worse.
0: <laughs> of course, you would say that. Well, I'm only half paying attention. So. <laughs> Why are you only half paying attention? We're having a
1: conversation. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say next.
0: <laughs> what are you going to say next? Go on then. Wow, mate. Nothing. <laughs> no, no? No thoughts on her snooping?
1: I mean, yeah, I I like her character. She's fine. She's funny. She can't... I, for some reason, I thought it was the same actress who was in Total Recall. Maybe that's why I'm like bringing it up so much, but... It's not. They're very different actresses.
0: Uh, I can see why you'd say, because her, her hair at the end is kind of similar to that actress, I suppose, when her hair's all up. They do
1: look kind of similar, but they, they don't sound the same at
0: all. No, no. Not not even remotely, but, uh, yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, obviously I skipped ahead with her a little bit, because her her stuff is kind of separate until she ends up, you know, joining the game. Uh, But that that's what leads her to, she gets caught here, and then the next time we see her, she's in the suit, and she's getting pushed down the boom tube what i'm gonna call it uh which is a dc comics thing which is completely different than what this is but i'm calling that boom tube because <laughs> they fire okay. them they fire them down that thing they don't just like put oh, them yeah, down a slide like yeah, yeah they, they sure. have like a like a thruster that set, fires them down it um it's uh it's actually <laughs> it's just a coincidence that the one about it bring up is a dc comics movie but it reminded me of in batman forever when Val Kilmer like goes into like a tube like this in his office, and it like takes him like through the city to the <laughs> Batmobile, and it's it's completely nonsense. It's completely ridiculous. But that's what that's what kind of makes me think of visually.
1: Yeah. Ba, 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 ba.
0: <laughs> what was that?
1: The- <laughs> that? was the Batman theme. It's definitely the song that plays during that scene in Batman Forever.
0: Huh. But obviously we want to get to the, uh, the 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 actual running man game itself, although it would behoove me to not point out two things before that starts. One is that Killian lies to him and Arnold only agrees to do the game and sign the contract because he's a, he thinks that his two friends will be put in, in his place. But of course, Killian double crosses him and puts them in anyway. So he's doing like a sort of noble thing by agreeing to do it. So that makes you like him. If if you thought he was a bit of a dick for not wanting to help with anything and kidnapping the woman before, it's like, okay, there's a bit of a heart there just to, you know, make that clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the other thing is I always enjoy him stabbing the guy with the contract in the back with the pen.
1: Yeah, it's a good scene. Actually, yeah. the guy has to walk out with the pen sticking out blood coming down the paper ah! it,
0: it, 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 it's the way he turns around with the pen still sticking out of his back and just looks at him so it's all like he's mid scream but he can't like actually let the scream out mm-hmm. he's like ah. he's just so defeated <laughs> yeah uh, and that's why you don't offer your back to someone to sign something okay yeah they can use the wall it's, it's just as effective at that point
1: yeah but I mean it's drywall you can you know you can leave an imprint
0: well he left an imprint in this guy's back that's right (laughs) oh dear actually one more thing on the uh on on amber uh is that there's a joke later on that i kind of had the thought in my head but and i didn't i I forgot that they actually address it and arnold suggests it um but later on when she whips out the sd card that has the real footage of the massacre i went wait a minute they let her keep that when they they had her change into this like you know
1: Oh, God, I didn't even notice, at, but yeah,
0: you're right. right. <laughs> and and, and, I, and in my head, I was like, where is she? Where, where was that? And then Arnold looks at him and goes, where were you hiding that? And she's like, that's not for you No. or something to that effect. And I'm like, oh, they're straight up just implying. Okay, okay, all right.
1: Did you watch uh, Dangerous Men yet?
0: Not yet, no.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to compare it to
0: something in there. I, I, I want to pose a question that this raises, but uh, but uh, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, maybe I should just keep this this clean and just move on. What would you like to know? If she was hiding it, where she implied she was hiding it, like would it still work? Well, it just it's compl- it, it looks bone dry. Is all I'm saying. It doesn't look like it's been anywhere. <laughs> like, did she have like a plastic bag? Like she well, was like smuggling you think drugs. Maybe she didn't hide it in her Because that's tighter. As far as you know, she works out. Why would that make her? <laughs> <laughs> it's not always wet down there. Well, no, but she's been running around with it. She's been running around with it up there when she's been running around sweating. It's probably you know? very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she's been. You know, ducking and diving from like go karts and like fighting for her life. She's been like running away from a guy with a flamethrower. Like,
1: yeah, that's why I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that she was hiding it there.
0: <laughs> okay, what do you think she was hiding it then?
1: Between the cheeks. <laughs> so, what's the first
0: boss? <laughs> the first boss is Sub Zero, or later, Plain Zero, as Arnold <laughs> dubs him. And clearly, this audience has never. Has never seen uh, one of the the stalkers be killed because they're all in shock. It's it's like a national tragedy when Sub-Zero gets uh, strangled.
1: But there have been um, winners in the past. Do they not have to kill
0: to win? Uh, Well, no, technically there's not been winners in the past. What
1: do you mean, technically?
0: (laughs) you're not paying attention to the movie, Tara?
1: Well, I mean, you see the winners at the end, right? The ones that have won previously. Right? Yes,
0: dead because they didn't actually win.
1: Well, yeah, but on the TV show they
0: won, right? So, oh, sure, okay. As you were saying, they, but so they like, probably... how,
1: but how do they win? Do they can they get through a course and through a boss without defeating them by killing them?
0: Uh maybe they just have to like knock them down because because technically Dynamo gets defeated in this but doesn't die. Maybe. They just have to get to a location and they win, maybe?
1: Yeah, I guess I didn't really understand the rules.
0: <laughs> but yeah, maybe they should have explained those better.
1: Sub Zero is cool. I like that he was uh like a sumo wrestler but he was also a hockey player with a big old scythe for a hockey stick.
0: Yeah, no, I mean he had the look to him. Uh I love that he his whole gimmick is ice and like hockey, but he yells bonsai as he comes running yeah. after you
1: and it's, he's called professor something professor sub-zero and his actual credited screen name is professor something something like that's his first name or he goes by his title
0: oh professor toru tanaka i see yeah there's like a they have like a like a an audience member chosen to pick which one was after them so we see this old woman pick Sub-Zero and then like she's getting handed the the, the Running Man board game and the, the Running Man VHS and like whatever else. It's prizes as as he's racking up points, like hitting Arnold and stuff uh, in the fight. I, we never see what happens when the guy dies. Maybe like, they take all the presents back. Like, no, 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 he lost. <laughs> you don't get any <laughs> of this now. No goodies for you, you old hag.
1: Yeah, I like, it. I like it because, like, it's the kind of audience that you would expect to see, like, watching Wheel or something.
0: Mm. I'm almost surprised there wasn't a moment where you hear him, like, talk about how much he hates old women or something, you know? Like, like when he gets away from it's he's like, oh, like, every day with these old broads, like...
1: They love their violence.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, at one point she's like, you know, get that. Kill him, that M- MF-er, like one of the old ladies says. "Doesn't it- make me laugh, yeah. Yeah,
1: actually, probably gave me the biggest laugh
0: of the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's when the the, the public opinion starts turning because I mean the other thing this is kind of like in a weird way. Obviously, I've been saying Gladiators the TV show, but it's kind of like actual gladiators and Rome and <laughs> that you know people are watching a violent fight to the death and yeah. cheering on and it makes me think of the movie gladiator just a little bit in the way that arnold kind of turns public opinion and like by the mm-hmm. end of the movie they're all like cheering for him
1: are you not entertained <laughs> i'd I'd
0: watch them i'd watch the remake <laughs> with arnold in the and the lead role
1: they're making a sequel right so they like, are maybe maybe he could be in it <laughs> i
0: don't think they're going to put him on it but it would be it would be a treat to behold if they did
1: but they didn't have Austrians back there, back then. Of course they did. <laughs> I
0: don't know if the country of Austria existed back then.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. It wouldn't be around.
0: It'd be Austria Hungary.
1: Yeah, it would be or, part of
0: Hungary. And maybe may even before that, because I, I mean, like, it honestly... May
1: be, maybe it's like Prussia or something. Yeah,
0: because, like, that, that part of Europe or changed... Europe, I don't know. Changed a lot over... <laughs> Is
1: it Ottoman Empire? Is that what
0: <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I have no idea. I have no idea what that part of the map was like when... Some... I don't know. I'm sure Alexander conquered it, though. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this, because the first one failed, they actually send in two... Uh, stalkers at the same time they send in buzzsaw who i mentioned before he's a chainsaw he's got a motorbike and then you've got dynamo who's got lots of blinking lights all over him and he's an opera singer and you're thinking what the hell's that got to do like what's what's he going to do with his opera singing oh he's also got like an electric like blaster thing in his wrists that he fires at people
1: (laughs) (laughs) the opera thing doesn't really come back very well i was hoping that they would do more with it
0: yeah, he just kind of sings. It's kind of like that intimidating thing where you hear him coming because you can hear him singing before he like mm-hmm. comes into the scene. Uh, honestly, though, there's like a weird moment, actually, where he steps out of the darkness. It's after he kills uh, the, the smart one with the glasses who's doing the hacking. Um, he, he, he zaps him, and it's when he's walking out of the shadows after he zaps him. He's clearly singing, but you don't hear him, so they've clearly decided they didn't want it there. But you can mm-hmm. still see his mouth moving as he's coming out. And mm-hmm. I really noticed that. I wonder if it's the sort of thing where it was kind of hidden. It wasn't.
1: Maybe... Maybe it's just not as intimidating as they thought it would be on on screen. Oh, maybe. You know?
0: well,
1: like, we have to cut it out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm just wondering if maybe it wasn't as noticeable like before, like HD and stuff like that. I'm wondering if like back on like the mm. the VHS and maybe even the DVD, if like you couldn't notice it as much in the darkness, whereas now it's like. Oh, I'm watching it in 4K. It's crystal clear. He, he's clearly singing here, kind of like Arnold's dong in the Terminator. You couldn't see that in standard def, but now in HD, it's like, oh, he's, oh, it's flapping around. There it is.
1: Yeah, you know, I had a friend who we were talking about pumping iron, and like he was saying that, uh, you know, Arnold is this big guy, but then you could see like when he's on stage, he has a tiny penis. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, Arnold is known for having a big dong. <laughs> he's kind of famous for it.
0: I can't imagine this was the greatest conversation itself. I'm not enjoying my part of this conversation either.
1: <laughs> Why are we talking about Arnold's big dog? Well, I mean, you brought it up. I just, you what? know, I'm a defender of the big penis. Like, don't try to don't try to emasculate Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay?
0: <laughs> the man can lift up a tree. He does not need you to defend his penis.
1: <laughs> I feel like in the beginning he, when he's holding, like, a, a giant, um, i-beam or whatever that he's carrying across it's, it's like a girder it's so heavy
0: yeah he's, he's holding a girder and i'm sure i'm sure it's not a real you know full weight girder but it's still quite funny I, <laughs> this is so heavy he's like whatever oh yeah yeah the guy's singing the and big you can dong see it. oh yeah okay. uh, <laughs> the, the, the dynamo <laughs> may have a big dong i don't know he's a big guy uh, <laughs> but, um he actually lives and this is what the thing that sort of like wins over the audience is that arnold doesn't kill him because he's sort of trapped in his car and he doesn't need to kill him uh so he just says, "No, I'm not going to kill a like a helpless person," and like you know, the crowd are like, "Wait a minute, what? what's that?" Yeah, he was meant to be this ruthless butcher of Bakersfield, and now all of a sudden yeah. he's he's like a nobleman. Who, by the way,
1: was known for killing hordes of of or hordes, but crowds of innocent people.
0: <laughs> I thought you just revealed what you think of people who are in Bakersfield hordes. <laughs> <laughs> you just described them Dang like, like they're zombies. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that starts to win over the crowd and uh, but at this point both of his friends are dead they kind of have fairly unceremonious deaths but uh, he is basically tasked to go with her to find this base apparently the resistance have a base inside the game zone and they go and find that and the whole aim that the resistance had the whole movie was to sort of like take over the satellite so they could broadcast the truth right they could broadcast some real stuff And sort of show people that they've been lied to, uh, which they do ultimately with the real footage of the the massacre of of Bakersfield and everything else. Um, So Arnold's, like, really not giving a shit until they, they find him, and he basically says, are you sending all these young resistance soldiers in to, like, fight them? Like, they're gonna do shit, they're not trained. I'm trained, I'll go in. And... Maybe you could argue he doesn't really have that much of an arc, because he's only doing it because he wants revenge on, on uh, Killian. Because, after all, he told Killian, I'll be back.
1: was <laughs> so stupid. <clears throat> I feel like there was a couple. He Oh, he also yells, do it! <laughs> I want not do. Kind of like, a, come on, do it.
0: What's wrong with the I'll be back? That's just one, that's just one of his better I'll be backs.
1: Huh? <sighs> yeah, I guess they're just making, this is the start of, like, him referencing himself.
0: Uh, I've done it a few times by this point You think so? Terminator was the first one, he did it in Commando at least before this so this is at least the third time he said I'll be back Okay At least the third He never said it in Predator, Predator was the same year I don't know which came out first, this or Predator so he did two Jesse Ventura collaborations in the same year (laughs) They were typecast yeah. and he didn't want to be anywhere near him after that he said like, no I've had enough I'm, of that I'm sure
1: he says it and it's something else that's kind of tongue in cheek like maybe jingle all the way or something
0: Well, I'll be back yeah oh he says it I'll- in tons more after this he just doesn't yeah. say it in everything okay yeah Yeah. It, it, became his, it became his catchphrase it's even pointed out uh, in Last Action Hero that the kid's like because he says I'll be back and then the kid's like I knew you were going to say that it's like how, how could you know I was going to say that because it's your thing you say that that's your catchphrase <laughs> that's a great movie. I agree. I when right. we do a nineties season, we could can... <laughs> I mean I suppose you could argue it's kinda of sci-fi. Hell
1: yeah, it's sci-fi.
0: He goes into an alternate universe where the movie exists.
1: <laughs> he goes into a movie theater. Or a movie. or not a movie theater. Into a movie.
0: <laughs> Everyday <laughs> science. <laughs> Everyday science fiction in Taraland when she walks into a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's like the future. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I run out screaming. It was like the train was coming at me.
0: So yeah, we we kind of skipped over the last uh uh oh God, what are they called the hunters, stalker stalker. Thank you. I keep forgetting they called stalkers. The sta- so the last sta-
1: stalker Texas Ranger.
0: Yeah, the last stalker is uh this flamethrower guy who's got a jetpack and he's like, the most intimidating dynamo. one. No, no not dynamo. Yeah, because uh, fireball, fireball, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he comes in and he almost burns up uh, uh, Amber. He because you know, she, she finds the dead bodies of the people who supposedly won, but obviously they never mm-hmm. did. And he's going to burn her. And um, Arnold somehow gets in the room, even though he was like running around elsewhere, and like comes down like a ninja from the top of the, the ceiling and like pulls out his gas card.
1: Super stealthy, Arnold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And then th- and he throws in, like, a flare or something. and says, have a light. And then he, he goes, boom. And that's how, they, that's how they take care of him. Um, yeah. I did, I did like, though, that throughout the movie, it cuts back to like, the locker room where these guys are hanging out. And you see this guy before when he's in, like, just his, like, shirt. And he's kind of, like, mad that one of his friends has been killed. And he's, like, mm-hmm. ga- he's raring to go. And then when he dies, you see Jesse Ventura, like, in the locker room. And there's, like, a like a voice asked for him to go to hair and make up. And he's been retired. And then he comes storming into like, the office where the where Kellyan is, and he's like, "I'm not doing this shit." And he's got this like goofy like metal, or <laughs> it's not really metal? But it looks it's maybe like a robot outfit, but it's yeah. like really he's flimsy. All he can't be a robot. Yeah, he's like, "No, I I could beat him up with my bare fists." And he never actually does go and fight. Uh, he I guess he sticks to his guns and, and
1: yeah, he's and just leaves. there for the. Uh, does he do the? He does like a fake fight though, right? Where they they superimpose. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, they, they switch him up. They do the, um, yeah, the, uh the, the deep fake with him, where they try and mm-hmm. convince the crowd that Arnold's lost by showing him like lose. How how they ended up in a cage fight? I mean, I don't know how they explain that, but uh, which actually, there is one big suspension of disbelief in this movie above anything else is that where the hell are any of these cameras that are filming all this stuff for the TV show? Because it cuts to, they get um, right up in there. Yeah. yeah, it it cuts to like after Sub Zero dies, like, uh, Effie and Arnold are walking away and they give each other like a little high five. And, like, the angle's this low-down shot from, like, behind <laughs> Sub-Zero's body. And I'm like, where was this camera? Like, there was no... <laughs> there nothing there. <laughs> so, you just have to kind of roll with that.
1: Yeah, a lot of great stuff kind of falls into that trap.
0: Yeah. So, you just kind of have to accept it and move on. But, uh, yeah. The, the 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 big thing at the end, though, is that Arnold... You know, this real footage just played. He comes in with the with the young guys and... Shoots some of the bad guys, gets Kelly, and throws him in the tube, and sends him down it,
1: which crashes into a giant sign of himself.
0: <laughs> which I have to say, why why weren't these as like propelled as much when the other guys were in them? Why, why is it all of a sudden that his is like flying in a dangerous slick trajectory?
1: Well, Arnold is you know he's a much heavier payload. Oh, uh. <laughs> what about the nerdy guy
0: with the glasses? Yeah, I don't
1: know <laughs> well, they had different angles, right?
0: Okay, they okay. were shot off
1: at the same time. So maybe you can like, uh, I don't know, manipulate it to maybe you can maybe the 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 end spout <laughs> can be d- redirected.
0: Hey, maybe you could compare this to Black Mirror a little bit because there's a scene in the middle where Arnold's offered what? a contract to be one of the new stalkers, and like Kellyanne's like, "Hey, like, Ooh, you're you
1: could- taking fifteen million credits?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you could become part of this. Like you you're proving yourself and rose up against us. Like so you can be our main attraction.
1: You know that episode is like. One when, when I watched it, I was like, it was just okay, but I end up like thinking about that one the most.
0: <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of yeah meat to it. There's a lot of subtext yeah. and stuff you can think about. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's a really horrific episode. Like I I can't help but think of uh, just several scenes in it. Him at the end just feels super oppressive. Uh, the like not being able to not watch the uh the porn ads mm-hmm. that he's like the love of his life. in. but if mm-hmm. he cl- if he closes his eyes, then That knows he's not watching so he has to watch because he doesn't have the money to not watch the ads which is yeah
1: yeah. Uh, i even forgot about that
0: yeah yeah that's like a super like just like it's like it's like torture it's it's, it's, it's like a torture scene Mm -hmm. um so yeah what was i saying uh yeah so he offers arnold this contract and arnold uh it's like a horrible like paragraph of dialogue but i love arnold's delivery of it where he grabs the camera and says, "You know, I can give you that contract. And I'll punch it into you, and I'm going to break your spine." As he smashes the camera.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> I did, I did laugh
0: at it though. It's terrible, but it's great. Like it's like the way he delivers uh, that line.
1: I would say it's the speech itself is medium good, but the 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 spine pulling line is very good.
0: Yes, yes. So it's all in Arnold's delivery. That's all it is. Yeah. Um. We what. What throws me for a lip, though, is that at the end, when the storm... Because they say that, like, half the team has to go to the, the control room. You know, the gallery where all the TV equipment is. Because they can maybe try and block the signal or change it or whatever. So, some of them go there. And Amber goes with them. And she's, like, leading that team. And she's, like, you've got an Uzi in her hand. And I'm, like... Why, why is she all of a sudden, like team leader like this makes up this is a bit weird and i guess like i get what that she's there to maybe show them where it is because she works there and she knows the layout but she ends up on her own and she ends up fighting uh dynamo who's just sort of walking around who mm-hmm. gets a bit rapey might i add because he like he gets her pinned down and then the next time we see him he's actually got his like trousers down and he's mm-hmm. in his underwear uh which i think he was implying that he was going to try something earlier as well like right before arnold intervened i want to say mm-hmm. there's a moment in the middle of the movie where she's kind of like Lying on something after getting hit, and he's all you know, I don't, uh,
1: I don't remember. I mean, the the later one is very blatant and obvious, but I don't remember the one before. It may not be him, maybe
0: maybe it was one of the other guys. There was definitely a moment like that, but maybe it wasn't Dynamo. I just assumed it was because it felt like this was a callback to it. But, uh,
1: it is a dystopian future. Maybe there's Tasha Yar rape gangs.
0: Uh, I, I don't like the fact that people who have not seen Star Trek The Next Generation and specifically remember one episode from season one where she mentions that in one scene, I'll think, what the hell are we referencing? I feel like she mentions
1: it in, like, the pilot episode or the second episode, and then again when she talks about it to Wesley.
0: It's definitely early, yeah, it's definitely an early, I mean, it has to be early, she's only in, on, like, the first 17 episodes. <laughs> Yeah, there's a definitely like a little bit of a kind of a rushed feel to the ending, I think. But it is satisfying seeing Kelly and Gettys come up and, um, you know, it's nice for her to get to beat like the the, the remaining bad guy, but uh, mm-hmm. she does by turning on the sprinklers uh, and electrocuting them.
1: <laughs> His one weakness, water.
0: <laughs> well, that's what happens when you cover yourself in lights. Okay, you're you're asking for trouble. You're a walking hazard.
1: I like that he's basically that room in the. Uh... An alien with all the lights in it, but just turned into a suit.
0: <laughs> oh mother. Yeah, he's in the, the mother yeah. like control room, yeah.
1: What are all these lights? Whatever, it's science fiction.
0: Hey, Christmas tree Arl's <laughs> <laughs> lines are great in I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> uh, they're not my favorite, honestly. They're
0: they're just a little too they're just a little too try hard. Hey, what happened to Buzzsaw? He had to split. <laughs> No? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's uh, they're fine.
0: Okay, okay, okay. You're not in love with them, all right? No, that's not fine. really. They're not. Know.
1: They're not as quotable to me. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, you, you gotta like, you know, you gotta be sparing with them, and he's just like, go, go, go. That's fair. That's fair. That's why. That's why stick around. You know, has stuck around.
0: <laughs> You're too proud of the way you said that. <laughs> yeah so i mean that's basically the end of the movie and then don't move and then (laughs) that's the red brown uh knockoff how dare you they they basically yeah like they kiss at the end as the love song plays uh and the audience all see this on tv like all the crowd outside watching the jumbotron which you know whatever um the romance is a little bit weirdly it feels like there's like no chemistry and no romance and the only time it really changes is when he says where were you hiding that hard drive and she's like that's not for you to know and i'm like oh okay we're getting flirty oh i, g- I guess maybe you could count that weird scene in the middle like see when he's like walking out to be taken to the uh the, the, the stage or whatever mm-hmm. and he passes her by in the hallway and she's with like a co-worker and they have this weird conversation where her friend's like oh you're lucky he didn't like kill you or rape you or rape you then kill you or even kill you then rape you and i'm like what is this weird scene? It sounds like you're like kind of into him, but you're saying this. What was this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was not written by a woman. I yeah, like I, yeah. I, I, I'm not surprised at, at that. That 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 was yeah, that was weird. I think yeah. I think I, I'll happily forget that scene again uh, <laughs> for the week because that that was just odd. But uh, yeah, the the romance is nothing. But I I, I mean I do like her character and that she's she is often quite funny. Uh, mm-hmm. She, you know, she she yeah, has like her. she has charisma. You know, she she, she she doesn't she doesn't get overshadowed by Arnold, which I feel it like would be easy to do for a lot of actors. And I, I think you know when she's on stream with them, you know, uh, they do bounce off. Like I don't think they have much romantic she chemistry. Seems like
1: Arnold, she seems like Arnold's
0: type. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, well, going back to Total Recall, she's definitely his type. Um, <laughs> a little sleazy, uh, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit sleazy. Um. But like, so even if I don't think they have romantic chemistry, I think they do have chemistry and how they bounce off of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh so and maybe it's just because they both have accents, so the way they're sort of <laughs> yelling at each other is just kind of—I don't know—it works. There's kind of a, a feel to. It. Running Man's a good time though, so it's a fun, it's a fun movie.
1: I yeah, I agree. It's very fun. I don't think I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, honestly. It
0: uh, the, was the, the, always
1: one that like I wanted to. I would always try to like catch it on tv but i don't remember it playing all that often but if i could catch it on tv then it's like all right the arnold schwarzenegger movie where he's in the yellow suit is on.
0: yeah i always like and it was one of those ones where it doesn't get as much appreciation as some of the others and rightly so to a point but at the same time mm-hmm. it kind of almost like got this like underappreciated value to me like as i was growing up because it felt like it was ignored often and i was like oh, yeah, i kind of like this so. movie uh so yeah and
1: it was when he was kept he kept trying to make like science fiction movies like i think arnold was really into them also
0: yeah maybe he was because uh or maybe it's just because terminator was a huge success so then everyone was like he should do more sci-fi so that's why he ends up in running man he ends up in total recall
1: well he he specifically went um
0: to Verhoeven to do total recall he's oh really because like, okay. he,
1: he's not robocop and he's like i want to do something with this guy
0: <laughs> it's like arnold you're already in like a robot movie you did your one <laughs> fine
1: yeah he was just really impressed by him and who wouldn't be i mean robocop is like a 10 out of 10. not that we've reviewed it yet but like when we do i i think we're both gonna have the same rating for it
0: robocop (laughs) oh i don't know we may be hotly contested on that one
1: yeah right (laughs) (laughs) unless you want to pull a matrix on me i don't Mm. think that's gonna
0: happen what do you mean pull on me i gave it a (laughs) 9.5 disgusting There's nothing wrong with that score. (laughs) Oh, God. The way you get offended at some of my movie scores is, like, it's okay. It's okay that we we can have very slightly different opinions in this case. Very slightly. (laughs) That movie's a masterpiece.
1: (laughs) I agree. Masterpiece means 10 out of 10.
0: I don't necessarily agree with that part, but...
1: that don't say it's masterpiece, masterpiece
0: yeah. oh. Alright, alright. Uh, have we written The Running Man at this point? I think so. Okay.
1: Alright. I, I... I really enjoyed The Running Man. But I would also say it's not up there with my favorites, and I think maybe it's... Like, sure, maybe it's ignored. Um, where people don't appreciate it for what it is, or it gets forgotten about in Uh the pantheon of Arnold films. But I also don't think it's great. Um, I do think it's a a bit too silly. I think the things that elevate it are definitely Killian and the fact that Arnold's in it, you know, aren't aren't 80s Arnold at its peak and I'm always going to enjoy watching him do anything on screen. Um, so I'm still going to give it a seven. Uh, I really like it
0: okay okay um yeah obviously i don't think this is as good as you know terminators or or uh you know total recall or you know other arnold movies that are are clearly higher in caliber but there's definitely several that i think it's better than like you know if, if you're saying watch running man or raw deal i'm watching running man if you're saying watching running man or red heat I'm watching Running Man. And If you're saying, you know, if you're, and this is controversial, but if you're saying watch one of his Conan movies or Running Man, I'm watching Running Man. So. Uh,
1: but Running Man doesn't have hand soup.
0: <laughs> I just, I, I really enjoy it. It's not like obviously high art or anything, but like, I. It's exactly the sort of 80s cheese that I can just kind of lap up. And I do think the villain is great, and he really is charismatic and feels like he's in good opposition to Arnold. Not physically, obviously. He's never going to be in a fight against him, but he's no, not but that type in of villain. The battle
1: in the battle of television, he's yeah. up there, yeah.
0: So, uh, really good stuff. Um, I think it's playful, and I think it's a good bit of fun. So, uh, I am actually going to give it a kind of generous 8 out of 10. And I admit it's generous, but I have a lot of love for it and I grew up with it, so. Yeah. It's getting some points for me. Um, Well, I
1: mean, ratings, I guess, are subjective, and if you love something, then you should rate it high, if it gives you lots of entertainment.
0: Why do I feel that this is a thinly veiled stab at the uh, ratings that I've been giving it on the Collector's Cut Extra Reels over on Patreon? Mm,
1: That sounds like projection.
0: Also, I want to mention this director of this movie, um, his name being Paul Michael Glazer, hasn't done a whole lot of movies. He's mostly done TV episodes, uh, but he did go on to make, even as a kid, a film that I considered to be one of the worst things I have ever seen. And my memory of it is that it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. (laughs) And that is a film called Kazam, starring Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So what I'm saying is, this is the peak of this director's career, and what a peak to have! Like, be proud of it.
1: You did it, you did it, director. <laughs> you got one good movie.
0: You got you got one good, un. so very good. Uh, so yes.
1: What's coming up next time?
0: Uh, the uh, oh, the award winner, uh, the, the from from the previous month, which is of uh, The Comet, another '80s movie. So we'll be uh, doing it. that yeah. I have seen it so this will be a second watch from me but I'm looking forward to revisiting it and we have our 80s movies mostly picked out for the next uh, you know two months of, of episodes uh, like I said at the start we're taking one week off from it to do 65 when that comes out but the other seven weeks will all be 80s movies so
1: yeah, I guess I didn't realise that was coming out so soon yeah, so I feel uh, like we just heard about it yeah it's coming out in uh, early
0: March I think so, uh, cool. so we'll do that and then don't worry. After the eighty season, we'll be getting back to uh, the Transformers franchise. Don't you worry. <laughs> um. <laughs> you say that, but there'll there'll be hijinks to be had. There'll be hilarity. that won't so. But there'll I have things. to watch
1: the the Transformers movies first to get there.
0: Life's a bit of give and take, Tara. Better give, better take. That's you giving a little. And then you get to take a little.
1: Maybe David can do the rest of the. <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 I'll, I'll
1: do the I'll do the extra reels and you guys can, can do
0: Transformers. <laughs> Give the movies a proper rating. Tara's like, I want to do Dangerous Man. I want to do like, the Bird movies. <laughs> I saw that one in theaters
1: too. I'll talk about it when we do um, our bonus stuff on Patreon
0: yes uh meltdown which is our monthly show at the five dollar tier where we talk about what movies we've been watching uh but at the three tier you get access to the bonus episode uh which uh is you know a, the sci-fi movie every month so it's an extra episode but usually a, a weird mm. obscure b movie or something silly uh that kind of thing but uh yeah so that is that uh so yeah go to supporters on patreon if you want the bonus content and there's some other extras as well plus there's extras for other shows. So go and have a look and see if you want to. It is the way that keeps all the podcasts coming and make sure all the content will keep uh, existing. Which is I just said the same thing twice with different words, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, like it's getting late. All right. This has that's been a
1: how that's how TV hosts do it.
0: This has been just a this has been an endurance test of a recording. You'll never know at home why, but Tara knows why this was an endurance test and why it's been a long recording session. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm breaking down a little bit at the end but that's okay i'm accepting that thank you very much to our patreon producers for the month thank you to tyler hess and the david Sharp, Bornow, christopher Moy, david brown and al tribesman and of course you can support us for free by simply liking subscribing ding the bell for notifications rating the podcast on on itunes or wherever you get your podcast from and give us five stars and of course you can uh, share us out on the social medias we're at screams midnight on twitter um uh, if you go there, actually, as well as a link tree for all of the good links that you might need from everything Mail Fuzz related, which might be useful. So, uh, go and check out all all the things. Uh, that's me. It's, 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 it's This was a... I feel like I went through the, the game show. I feel like I was Arnold. I went through the tube and I had to take on several bosses and come out unscathed on the other side.
1: I even have a lazy eye right now. I've got Forrest Whitaker eyes. (laughs) So tired I am.
0: (laughs) This has been the Atomic Summer Experiment. Thank you very much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Keep watching science fiction and computer at Salsa.